Hello and welcome to The Course. I'm your host today, Lee, and I'm speaking with Assistant Professor Sung Young Park from the Department of the Geophysical Sciences. As a geophysicist, Professor Park's research includes a wide range of topics in seismology, including deep earthquakes and the development of novel approaches to studying the Earth's internal processes. Professor Park is here to talk to us about her career path and how she became a University of Chicago professor. Sunny, can you give me an overview? overview of your career path, beginning in your undergrad years, all the way to becoming a professor at the University of Chicago? Sure. My undergrad, I was actually in engineering program. So I started in civil and environmental engineering because I was mostly interested in environmental sciences and engineering there. And mostly I was really focused on, my research was focused on quantitative stuff. And some part of, I think, the engineering, the environmental engineering classes I took weren't, you know, as quantitative as I wanted in a sense that it was very focused on practical things, you know, if this thing works or not, rather than the fundamentals of it. And then I realized there's one subfield in that area, which was doing this imaging, the subsurface to basically find oil. So that was really interesting because in general, it's talking about how we are collecting the data from the subsurface, basically by hitting the ground and recording the wave that travel through the ground and then record it back at the surface, we can use those data to image the subsurface. It's kind of almost similar to medical imaging. So I was quite interested in that general problem, uh, which was also quantitative enough and interesting to me. So I kind of was really interested in that exact area. And then that's kind of where I did my master's. And then I was thinking about, okay, studying abroad in U.S. to possibly think more about this energy resources engineering to emit the subsurface. And while I was researching or thinking about studying abroad, I, for the first time, learned that we could do that actually not for just finding oil, but we could actually use the same theory for imaging the whole Earth. And I thought that was really cool. So I completely switched my interest and decided to apply to more of an Earth Sciences program where they would actually use this technique to image the whole Earth. So that's then I went to this Earth Science program for my PhD. So that was at Harvard University. And then I learned all these new things in seismology, not just for imaging the earth, but also for earthquakes themselves. And yeah, I kept pursuing that way. And I went to a postdoctoral program at Caltech afterwards. And now I arrived at UChicago just a year ago. So that's quite recent. So how would you explain your research to like a 14-year-old, someone who knows kind of what earthquakes are, but not, you know, the technical or the scientific components of your research? Yeah, earthquakes happen happen all the time around the globe. And we, we have the sensors that are located at all different locations throughout the globe. So it's listening to the earth all the time. So it records these these earthquake signals, and we could use those signals to first, of course, study those earthquakes. For example, we can learn, 
okay, where did these earthquakes happen? And how big was this earthquake? And if this earthquake was big enough and it's it's sort you can imagine it as a crack moving through and which direction did the crack go through and how deep was the earthquakes? And especially I am interested in really deep earthquakes. People don't realize earthquakes ha- can happen at 600, 700 kilometer depth because we don't, we never actually see them in the news and they are not the damaging ones. But we actually don't understand why they happen there at such a high temperature condition. So that's something I'm also really interested in looking at. And we can also use these earthquake data. And these are the waves that are traveling through the earth, through the globe. So it actually has information about the internal structure of the planet. So we can also use data to study the internal structure of the earth. So you can kind of think about we are doing MRI to the earth. So we get the data and we can image the inside the earth. So, for example, we know there's solid core and liquid core and then big volume of mantle and then shell of the earth, which we call crust. And we actually know much more complicated structures now, these three-dimensional structures. Sometimes we see structures below volcanoes. They're hot stuff we can image. And we also see these some part of the earth shell or crust actually subducting or going inside the earth so we can actually image all these dynamic processes that are happening within the earth. So that's kind of what seismology is. Yeah. So Sunny, tell me about where you grew up and what you were like as a middle and high school student. Right. So I'm originally from Korea and let's see. I think my mom affected me a lot because she is a a professor in statistics. And so I was kind of from earlier on quite interested in math and, and sciences as opposed to, you know, art or literature and things like that. And if I look back, I think I was almost too focused on this math and sciences as opposed to the others and which now I realize it's actually quite fun and cool. But yeah, I was really focused on these quantitative things. So I also went to this more of a unique or special high school called Science High School in my hometown. So which was, again, very focused on teaching science and math. So that's kind of what I got trained on. But yeah, it was pretty natural to me from earlier on to get interested in math and science. And my dad also was researcher in electrical engineering. So yeah, I think it was pretty natural for me that way. (laughs) And so when you were a kid, what did you think you were going to be when you grew up? I think, yeah, like I said, my, my mom is professor. So again, I think that was a bit natural to me. And I interact with, you know, as a student, as a student, you interact with teachers all the time. So, you know, being able to teach someone seemed really valuable experience to me. So that, you know, a teacher or, or professor sounded really good to be able to do research and also at the same time interact with younger minds and, and being able to help them. So, yeah, I think that was something that was always in there. Another thing. I thought about was medical doctor. There was some culture, I think there still might be 
where in Korea, where my parents might have thought, okay, med- medical doctor, you, you know, if you become one, you could have good life. And so adults might, there might be certain way of thinking that that could be a good occupation to have. So there was kind of in the back of my mind. But then as I go into high school and learn more of sciences, I also realize I'm a bit less interested in biology as opposed to, let's say, math or physics. And so, yeah, I think my interest in that way declined <laughs> over time. Yeah. I wonder if the child you would ever imagine that you'd be studying like deep earthquakes as an adult someday. Oh, I don't think I ever really did. I, I don't think I even knew about those deep earthquakes that are, that exist at that time. Interestingly, though, during my high school, and and I really enjoyed, you know, um, hanging out with or interacting with high school science teachers also, and without realizing I would actually go into earth science later in my, my career, I was at that time, yeah, quite interested in earth sciences, and I liked earth sciences teachers, and we did some interesting projects where we would go to some field and actually collect some rock samples that has have fossils in it. And it's mostly leaf fossils. So by looking at how sharp they are or how smooth they are, you can actually infer what's what the clim- climate was like in the past. So that was really interesting project. And yeah, that's kind of interesting connection. If I look back, I didn't realize I would go into our sciences, but yeah, I definitely had this connection with teachers and did these interesting research projects and field work. Although I don't really do any field work here so much, I'm mostly working with computer, but yeah, that's a big part in our sciences. Yeah. So Sunny, why did you want to become a professor or an academic as opposed to using some of your scientific expertise and going into, you know, the private sector or something like that or working for the government? I guess in my field, private sector would mean, yeah, like I said, oil industry is is big. You, You would basically use same seismology theory. But you, but you would use that to find these resources or oils and energy resources. I think I had, I had very short internship on an oil company during my master's or around that time. And basically my master's thesis was focused on, or the lab was focusing on seismology for these energy resource exploration. I think one thing there is that Although the theory was in really interesting, I think we were quite focused on, okay, if we do this imaging method, let's say, it seems like it's imaging much better of, and we can find the oil much better or quickly. So it was really focused on that goal. So sometimes it's, it was, I don't think we spend enough effort to understand why one technique works better. Right, but we were quite focused on the result. Okay, this A technique works better or B technique works, works better. So I think I was more interested in, you know, actually learning about the fundamentals, which made me think more of pursuing academic route. So that's one thing. And in seismology, I think governmental research institute would be something like, you know, U.S. Geological Survey. And 
it's very natural that, yeah, uh, the main things people would be concerned about is the one that has largest societal impact. So in, in our case, that would be earthquake hazards and tsunami hazards. So that immediately impacts people. So that's where the research is, I think, the most focused on. And they might, they might also have some focus on practicality. Would one technique works much better for warning people for earth, you know, that earthquake or tsunami is coming as early as possible? I think by being in academia, I can have more broad topics that I can look into, not only those seismic hazards or practicality of wood imaging method A or B works better, but I can also look at things like deep earthquakes, or I can also look at, okay, what's the inner core or core that's deep down there doing right now? That kind of questions are really interesting to me. So I'm free to, you know, look at those questions fine being in academia. And then thinking about where you want to move next, Sunny, like in terms of your career, I wonder what your professional goals are for yourself? Yeah, earth sciences is interesting field in a sense that there's lots of different subfields. Within it, we have physics, which we call geophysics. There's also chemistry, so geochemistry and geobio and so on, and geology. So people really come from different backgrounds and we the research area is really broad. And I've been really enjoying actually learning about all these different subfields as well. For example, you know, seismology, we traditionally study earthquakes and earth structure, but really the sensors are recording things all the time, even though it's not earthquake signals. And we can actually listen to the earth all the time to study signals from the ocean, ocean current or signals from ice calving or glaciers. So there's lots of connections you can make to these other subfields, or you can look at really, really shallow structure of the earth. By shallow, I mean 10 meters or within 100 meter structure, which is really important for for understanding the interaction of the air and the soil and water and bio. So that's also where, you know, all these different subfields would work together. So I think I'm quite interested in actually broadening and learning what would be potential connection with these other subfields, climate and atmospheric sciences and others, and also possibly in the future, collaborating and contributing to more of a broader field of earth science. I think that would be quite exciting. And Sunny, I know you're originally from Korea. What do you think, being a non-native person to the U.S., what benefits does that provide you in terms of your perspective as you're teaching students? And what are some of maybe the challenges that you experience? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess as me being or having been an international student coming to U.S. for PhD program, was a challenge. You would have culture shock and you are adjusting not only to grad school, but you're also adjusting to U.S. and the culture and everything. So there's really a lot to learn. And I'm really still continuing learning during the learning process. So still I'm learning. And 
yeah. So of course, first thing is the language thing, but I think that have improved while I was in the US, but of course I'm still learning and trying to improve on that. There are certain culture things that I would, you know, never be able to fully understand. So, you know, some easy example would be, okay, like there, there's some, let's see, really popular TV show for, for kids that let's say everyone watches when they're kids in US that, that I would never know about or some certain TV stars or anything that, you know, there are certain things that I, that's quite hard to understand and learn. And sometimes it's hard to connect with people when, if we are talking, talking about those in our conversations or if the students who are from here have certain things, then, and I don't understand certain things that could happen. And that's something, you know, I just will have to keep learning and that can be fun too. But there can be, some people could take this as a challenge. And, but I think it's also good to think about it as something, you know, oh, there's that new thing. And, you know, it can be fun to learn there too. But I could also take this around and think about, there are also a lot of international students in the community. And the good thing is I can really sympathize with them. So for example, I have, you know, new students that just arrived from foreign countries, some from Asia, and they really make me think about the time when I first came to U.S. And they sometimes are quite open to me about challenges that they face. And I feel kind of grateful that I had very similar experience so I can exercise with them and give them some advice they sometimes find helpful. So yeah, that's actually quite rewarding experience now. Yeah. And then Sunny, what advice would you have for people who are interested in pursuing academia and specifically within, you know, your research interests? Yeah, within academia. Yeah, I think there can be challenges and it's it's not easy. But, you know, any job really is, is there's challenges, challenges and, and they're not easy. All I want to say really for for academia is is that for people who are interested in academia would be that really pursue what you like to do. I think that's that's the big plus in academia. You can work on things, whatever you want. You have this freedom to work on whatever you want to work on. And especially for, let's say, seismology or, or people who are interested in earth scientists, I also want to say, you know, keep an open mind. And if even for people outside earth sciences, you know, like I said, earth sciences have all these different components of physics, chemistry, and bio, and everything in there. So from people who have not thought about earth sciences, earth sciences can be actually a fun, you know, area where you can always jump in from other parts, from or scientist point of view, or people who are already thinking about pursuing their career in earth sciences, also keep, you know, open-minded about these other fields, subfields within earth sciences, but also other fields like physics or chemistry and bio. They could all be really relevant to the problems that we want to solve for earth sciences. So that's something I want to say. And another thing might be that 
nowadays, there are a lot of, you know, computer programs written and softwares written. And I think students spend a lot of time um, using these softwares and techniques and apply that to the problem they want to solve. I think it's still really important to take a time to understand if you're using a software, what's the background and what's what's the theory behind it. And really, sometimes I think there might be a little bit of tendency where people are spending more time in learning about the softwares and how they can use them. So I just want to stress that it's it's still important to not neglect and try to understand the fundamentals. And you can, if you're using something, try not use that as like a black box, but try to understand it. I think it's important to understand the fundamentals to be actually be creative later. If you want to come up with creative ideas, I think understanding the fundamentals is important. So yeah, that's one thing I wanted to stress. And then finally, Sunny, what is the most fulfilling or gratifying thing about the work that you do? Yeah, I guess, yeah, there are maybe two things I can think about. One is it's always so exciting to come up with new ideas. It's usually just like this moment that while you're listening to or talk or while you're thinking about something and suddenly there's a moment, oh, you could maybe do this. That's a very exciting moment. Another exciting and also gratifying moment would be that I actually don't have a lot of these moments yet, but since I only started year and year and a half ago, but there are moments when students can actually teach me. We, we talk about these things and they come up with this new idea or something to solve this problem. And I really learn from them. And that's, I think that's really, really, you know, that just makes my day or week or sometimes months. And yeah, that's probably the most rewarding experience, especially that I have so far and will have. Yeah. Thank you, Professor Sun Young Park, for your time today. And course takers, if you enjoyed listening to today's interview, please check out the other ones. Leave us a comment, subscribe, follow, and share this episode with your friends and family. You can find out more about the University of Chicago through uchicago.edu or the university's campus in Hong Kong through uchicago.hk. Stay tuned for more, and thanks for listening.